Welcome to the 5G and Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, Shaping Technologies of National Importance podcast series, part one on the past of 5G, hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. 5G connectivity will shift how federal, state, and local governments can execute on their missions. For the U.S. Department of Energy's Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, or PNNL, the technology will open up a new array of capabilities. From robots to 360-degree cameras, 5G is providing the flexibility, power, and connectivity needed to broaden public sector capabilities. And now and into the future, 5G will continue to innovate. In part one of our four-part series, we are joined by Scott Godwin, who's the general manager in the National Security Directorate at PNNL, and Margaret Brooks, who's a senior manager for 5G Solutions and Mech Innovations at Verizon, who will touch upon PNNL's journey to getting 5G millimeter wave technology in their lab, and much, much more. And Scott and Margaret, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you both. And let's start at the top. So for those who are listening, they may not be aware of PNNL. So if you can tell a little bit about PNNL and all its good stuff, that'd be great. And we'll go with Scott with that one. Yeah, so PNNL stands for Pacific Northwest National Laboratory. We're one of the DOE, Department of Energy, managed national labs based in Washington State. Our headquarters is in eastern Washington, Mm -hmm. Richland. But we've also got offices in Seattle and out on the coast in Squim, uh, in Portland, and also a fairly large presence in the District of Columbia, given our work with federal agencies and sponsors there. So as a national lab, though, we're part of the Office of Science and have a fairly broad mission in supporting our state, local, and federal sponsors in their research needs. And clearly, advanced wireless communications is one of those areas that we've been deeply involved in for well over a decade now and helping with those sponsors' needs where they apply. Excellent. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate those insights. And perhaps maybe we can back it up a little bit. If you don't mind, tell us about how the concept of getting 5G at PNNL first came to light. And perhaps we'll start with Margaret on that one. So thanks, Matt. Scott and I started working together several years ago on a joint project. And when we started discussing some use cases where high bandwidth and low latency were requirements. And that led us into a discussion on 5G. Our journey started back in 2018 discussing those use cases. And it finalized in 2019 when we signed an agreement for our first customer innovation hub and our first national lab where Verizon works with customers to have 5G on their site. We're excited to work with PNNL in all of the areas and related to ultra-wideband 5G. Excellent. Thanks, Margaret. Scott, anything to add to that? No, I think that's a good summary. You know, some of Margaret and I's first work together was actually in the area of cybersecurity. And that's definitely carried over as we think about 5G and its rollout and how best to secure that for various use cases. So we're thrilled to be partnered with them. And the relationship with Margaret has been phenomenal. So it's been great working together. That's awesome. Now let's talk about the challenges. So what challenges did you encounter with respect to getting 5G connectivity? And we'll start with Scott on this one. So, you know, challenges for us, this is a space that we had been working in, as I said, and RF broadly, a lot of work in millimeter wave, its application into mobile devices. And so as we were engaged in various standards efforts and could see what was coming with 5G, we knew that this was 
going to be significant for many of our federal sponsors. And so when the relationship with Verizon continued to evolve, we knew that they were going to be a critical partner for us as we look to meet those needs. But I think, you know, the challenges that we've had in, in bringing that connectivity has been oftentimes getting sponsors, working with sponsors about what they want to accomplish, helping them understand what's coming with 5G, and yet at the same time recognizing that this rollout is in its early stages. And so sometimes the capabilities that we're looking for, such as network slicing and how that's going to be done, may not be fully there yet. So it's one of those situations where you got people very excited, but it's a hurry up and wait. As Verizon is thinking about their national rollout, Pinanel, which is located in Richmond, Washington, is not near a major city for our initial rollout. So our only option at, at the time, back in the beginning of 2020, was to put in a private network. Again, that allows them to use that private network, but there's also use cases where they may need to test things outside of the building or with a public network. So that is a challenge. All right, excellent. Let's talk a little bit more about the process. So what did the process look like and how did collaboration, I guess really between both your organizations, make this possible? And we'll start with Scott on that. Yeah, so Margaret kind of talked about, you know, how our work together got started and how it's evolved. But, you know, I think one of the things that has made this partnership highly successful has been a commitment to clear communications and regular communications, both up and down the leadership chain, but also up and down the technical leadership chain. And so, you know, we've had a pretty good governance model in place. We've had a commitment to regular meetings where we talk about opportunities that are coming at both of us, what's working well, what's not working well. And so that level of transparency and commitment to the partnership and collaboration and doing whatever is possible, I think, has made this a success. That's one of the things I've appreciated most about not only Margaret's help, but the entire leadership team there at Verizon of just their commitment to making this a success. I think, you know, even at times where technically we've been limited on what we can do at this particular point, there's a creative spirit that always comes behind it of, well, we may not be able to do it this way, but what other ways could we approach this? And so that's what's made this partnership successful, and we're excited to see where it's going to continue to go. We continue to look at new use cases, and for sometimes that is on our side, meaning that we've got a particular federal agency or sponsor that has a problem that they're trying to solve where it could be done wirelessly given the capabilities of 5G. But in some cases, these challenges are coming from Verizon and things that they want to be able to solve that P&L could be a support in. And so that's what's made this successful, and that's what uh, is going to keep it going. That's excellent. Great feedback there. Margaret, anything to add to that one? Absolutely. P&L is a perfect partner for us. They have expertise in so many different areas that have an implication for advancements in 5G. They have expertise in advanced mobile communications, machine learning, AI, AR, VR, as, as Scott mentioned, cybersecurity, and first responders. So a lot of those use cases are applicable to 5G, and so they're a perfect partner for us to look at, you know, ways that we can use 5G to make a difference. Okay, awesome. And for our last question, this is always our future focus or looking ahead. 
if you will. So how do you see 5G continuing to change the research landscape overall? And we'll start with Scott on that. Uh, this is an area that feels like a constantly evolving mushroom cloud. You know, the use cases that are being considered, the application areas, the specific domains of application, it seems like it's changing weekly, right? That's pushing us in new directions, new opportunity space. But at the same time, we're dealing with a broader technical community that's coming out with new technologies that are going to ride on 5G. And so we're having to work with that broader community and those vendors to understand what those capabilities are. So this initial lab that we've built with Verizon, it's a place where a lot of companies are coming and saying, hey, we've got this particular device. We think it could be useful in this particular use case. And it's a great opportunity for us as a lab to test that and really push the bounds of those capabilities. So, you know, I think, you know, even this week, we have lots of conversations going on about grid modernization and the role that 5G can play in that particular use cases that are being looked at. We've had meetings with the Navy talking about applications in sea settings, offshore kind of settings for monitoring and censoring. So this is one of those things that every single week, it's a different topic. It's a different sponsor. It's a different problem set. It's a different set of partners with hardware, software, and capability that are coming alongside us. So it's a very exciting place to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Margaret, anything to add to this one? Yes. One of the things, we're looking to continue the innovation pipeline with CNNL. There's, I think you'll see advancements in devices and applications, things that just aren't there today. As well as, as Scott mentioned, the 5G itself with standalone and network slicing. So things are going to start to become real in many, many areas, and we'll be able to use those technologies to create new things and continue on that innovation pipeline. This concludes this episode of the 5G and Pacific Northwest National Laboratory Shaping Technologies of National Importance podcast series, part one on the path to 5G hosted on Government Technology Insider. And as you heard, we were joined by Scott Godwin, who is the general manager in the National Security Directorate at PNNL, and Margaret Brooks, who's the senior manager for 5G Solution Mech Innovations at Verizon. And as you heard, they both discussed PNNL's journey to getting 5G millimeter wave technology in their lab and much, much more. 